0: Hello, thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April Zaire and I'm an Associate Pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30am Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We'd also love to have you join us in person. You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Good morning. (laughs) You might want to tone that down just a touch. Anybody that knows me well, um, I probably don't need a microphone, but um, anyway, it's just so good to be with you this morning. Um, I know that uh, traveling from just outside of Kitchener-Waterloo I traveled for uh, just over an hour to get here this morning, and what a drive that was, right? Anybody enjoy that drive this morning? Isn't that oh, it's just glorious, right? I'm supposed to get to 24, 25. I also want to say hello to those who are watching online. Um, just, yeah, incredibly uh, honored and grateful to have this opportunity to share. Um, for those of you who may think back to the beginning of the pandemic last uh, May and June, had an opportunity to, uh, to record a couple messages. So maybe some of you are like, that guy looks kind of familiar, right? Um, to, uh, to remind you, uh, I shared a little bit of, about my experience at the Boston Marathon in 2013 and talked about uh, the kind of encouragement that many times in our life we require when we go through these long, difficult seasons, right? And it was interesting at that time because we were seven or eight weeks into, uh, into the pandemic, and I was struggling, because <laughs> I was like, um, I'm a very social person, and so anybody who's very social, uh, the, pa- the pandemic impacted us greatly, right? I spoke with individuals who are more introverted, and they're like, hey, this is kind of nice. <laughs> I like this, and I'm like, whoa, I-, I can't get my mind around that, right? And uh, so anyway, um, it- it's nice to be in person today, to meet with you uh, together in this way. It was interesting as I was uh, watching the, uh, the announcements before the service started today. One of your announcements really caught my attention. It was like about a fight club. And I'm like, how many Mennonite churches have a fight club? And then, of course, I read uh, the, the scripture that followed and I fully understood, but that, I don't know, just kind of caught me. So, anyway, it is so good to be with you today. <clears throat> my name is Jason Erb. I, I work with an organization called Youth Unlimited, Youth for Christ. You might be familiar with the organization. And uh, I have the incredible honor and privilege to work in a high school. Now, mind you, during most of the pandemic, I wasn't able to do that. Public health determined that it would be good to limit the number of people in the school. And so myself and two other individuals at work for that organization were told we couldn't be at the school anymore. And so that, uh, that took place, uh, it was over two years of not being able to do that, so I would do different ministry things in the community, uh, help with some local youth groups, etc., um, but that was really hard. And uh, thankfully, in the last two weeks, I'm back at the school again, and I'm like a kid in the candy store, right? <laughs> it's like I, you know, I knew how much I loved that role, but to be in it again was just such a good reminder of that. Um, so, yeah, this morning, uh, as I, I share with you, um, the message really came into being uh, very early on Tuesday morning of this week. Last weekend for Easter, I had COVID. That's why I wore the mask, just in case I have any other kind of residual type things. Just want to make sure I keep other people around me healthy, right? So I was dealing with COVID. And anyone who has dealt with that, one of the issues that you find is you start to have a, a pretty significant cough. So Tuesday morning of this past week, hacking away at 2 o'clock in the morning, and then I was up for about three hours where I wasn't able to fall back asleep. And what I'm going to share with you today came out of that time. As I've come out of, you know, this uh, this pandemic, as we are all coming out of, (laughs) right, this pandemic, um, I I know for myself, uh, I've spent a lot of time in reflection, just looking at how I handled it, (laughs) my response to it. And that sort of thing and so i'm going to be sharing very openly with you in terms of my own journey and experience with the heart that if there's someone that maybe is dealing with some residual discouragement that this would be a a word of encouragement to you today i feel like you know that's one of the things that god has called me specifically to as i hear about the committee that's being formed to look at uh spiritual gifts god has called me to share very openly about experience and to share what Jesus has done for me and what he's doing in me. And I believe in so doing that other people who may be struggling in similar ways would uh, be encouraged so that they could move forward as well. So that's the heart today. Um, if you have your Bibles with you, I would encourage you to turn with me to John chapter 11. And again, the worship this morning, as we sang these songs together, I was like, oh, this, I love when God does that, right? It was so perfect in terms of an introduction into this message. We sang songs decreeing and declaring truth Because when we're in our most challenging, difficult seasons, that's often the hardest thing for us to keep our minds fixed on. Uh, One of the things that I do at the school is I coach cross country and track and field. Cross country in particular, you have longer distances. And so as a coach, one of the things that I do as my runners are out on the course is I look specifically for the hardest parts of the course to make sure that I'm there to shout out encouragement to them. Because, see, when we're dealing with difficulty and pain and loss and all these other things, we often forget the most important things. And so in those moments, I'll say to them, hey, you remember, you know, quick hands, quick feet, quick hands, quick feet, drive up that hill. You can do this. You got 40, you know, uh, 400 meters to go. You're almost there. Don't quit. You're looking strong, right? Hearing these things that sometimes you forget when you're really hurting. And so this morning, we're going to turn to John chapter 11. And in this, we we come to the story, a familiar story, where, you know, a friend of Jesus by the name of Lazarus, Mary and Martha as his sisters, has become ill at the beginning of the chapter. And it's interesting because Jesus doesn't just drop everything and go, hey, this is Lazarus. This is my really good friend. I got to go now, right? He actually stays where he was for a couple of days. I'm like, that's strange. (laughs) So when he finally does show up, and actually I'm I'm going to just go with this text now and I'll I'll expand a little bit further later on. But if you turn with me uh, to verse uh, 38, it says, Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, By this time, there is a bad order, for he has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you have sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice. Lazarus, come out. Then the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this morning. God, I thank you for this opportunity to to share, God, your heart and the things that you have revealed to me Lord, in this past season. Lord, as I, as I you know, relate with individuals, God, I hear stories of, of people who have lost, people who have experienced disappointment, people who are experiencing grief, all these different things. And God, I believe that in this day, that God, in the same way, Jesus, as you came to that tomb that day, came to a situation that seemed completely hopeless, you spoke out and things changed. So, Father, I pray this morning, God, as we sit here together, as we, as we hear your word, Lord, as I, I share some personal stories, some testimony, God, I pray that, Lord, if there's anyone here today that is, has residual uh, impact from grief, loss, suffering, pain, any of these things, that, Lord, they would experience healing and restoration and wholeness God, I thank you that this is the work of your kingdom. I thank you, Jesus, that you have come to set us free. We know the truth, and the truth sets us free. So, God, any lies that we may be believing at this present time, I pray you dismantle them in the precious name of Jesus. So, God, we give you thanks. Lord, I thank you that apart from you, I can do absolutely nothing but with you. God, I can do all things because, Jesus, it is you who indeed is giving me strength today. So, Lord, we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, uh, again, as I was coming out of the pandemic, um, you know, this season really impacted me, impacted me greatly, right? Where, um, you know, as I looked back over that time, I I was disappointed in myself, if if I'm completely genuine and honest with you. You know, here is someone who I've had opportunities like today where I've shared with individuals before and talked about the importance of faith talked about how important it is to not focus on the things that we see, but to have eyes of faith to see things as God says they are. For God to speak words of truth to us and to not be shaken from those words when uh, we go through difficult times of adversity and trials. Right? Things that, I think, if you've been raised in a church, right? if you've spent any time whatsoever in the church, these are things that we know. Right? But see, there's something different between head knowledge and heart knowledge. There's a difference between knowing something to be true and having it become a firmly held conviction in our hearts. And for you and I, the reality is, is we don't discover that until we enter into trials and difficult times. (laughs) So as I was coming towards the end of the pandemic, recognizing, right, I, even last fall, I began to at least coach again. I wasn't back in the school, but I could coach. I could be around these youth. I could do these things that I was passionate about. I knew I was coming to the end of this difficult season. And as that happened, like I said, I was dealing with disappointment in myself with some shame. It's like, Jay, you didn't handle this very well, <laughs> Because right, if you look at the parable of the builders, right, you have the one who builds on the rock, right, on Jesus' teachings. The ones that puts Jesus' teachings into practice is one who builds upon a firm foundation. And the one who doesn't builds upon sand. And the thing is, both of those buildings would look really good and really strong until a storm would come. And so I was sitting there, oh man, things got really stormy. I can't go into detail right now, but in the last five or so years, there's been a lot of loss. There's been a lot of disappointment. (laughs) There's been a lot of pain. And again, I sit here and I go, that showed that there's some areas in my foundation that have to be dealt with. I have to work through this, right? And so it's as I was kind of contemplating this and working through this, Um, Not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, we had our first staff meeting together in person with Youth Unlimited Southwestern Ontario. We had us all together, which was wonderful. And every time that we we meet, somebody does a devotion. And and the gentleman that was giving a devotion, not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, was a, a gentleman who in December lost his wife. And I'm like, okay, so the first time that we're together... And now this guy's sharing? Like, why is he the one that's supposed to be sharing a devotion? Like, give the guy a break, right? That's, these are the things kind of going through my mind. I'm like, why are they having him share? He's been through a lot. But I'm really glad he did. Because <laughs> as we all sat together, he was spo- speaking out of the story of Job. And he talked about, you know, how you know, the enemy comes before the Lord while the angels are there as well. And, and, and more or less says, the only reason Job is following you, the only reason he has been faithful is because, look it, you've given him everything. And God's like, you know what? Even if he, that wasn't the case, he would still love me. He would still be faithful. And so we see, as Job loses everything, right, his response, and I want to turn to this just quickly here, because this is a significant part too. I'm just giving you some of the background in terms of how God took these scriptures and spoke specifically into my heart it says that this Job got up, tore his robe, shaved his head, then he fell to the ground in worship. His response after losing everything, after losing his family, after losing his livestock, after having things just stripped away and destroyed in his life, he responded by falling to the ground in worship and said, "Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart." The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all of this, he did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. So, as he shared that, he shared three points with us. He talked about, you know, and, and when it came to his wife, his wife, they, she was diagnosed with leukemia during the pandemic. He, like myself, is 50 years of age. So, his wife was very close to that age. And so she was diagnosed with leukemia. She was dealing with that, struggling with that, and ended up getting COVID just before Christmas and ended up losing her life, right? So as I'm listening to this gentleman sharing with us that day, see, when someone's sharing from that degree of suffering and pain, you pay attention. It's like, I know that this person has something to say to me today. And so he left us with three points, the first one being to weep, right? He said, I've never cried so much in my life. <laughs> he said, I've had to. This has been part of my process of coming to terms with this sudden change in my circumstances. This is not what I expected. <laughs> when we have these things like Job, where suddenly things have turned upside down, where something that we had planned, something that was part of our life is stripped away, right? Right? Grieving is part of the process. I feel like sometimes in the church, we we struggle with this whole idea of, of grieving, of acknowledging loss and pain, communicating with God and with others so that we can move forward from that place so that was the first one, to weep. The second one was to weed. He said that there were some people, kind, you know, well-meaning people who said things that he was just like, I had to just d- discern that that was not true, right? He said that that's something he worked through. And the last thing was worship, right? That's the one that spoke to my heart because, again, as I look back over the two years of the pandemic, for the most part, there was this kind of a dull ache of loss, not being able to be at the school, not being able to minister in the ways that I'd been able to before. I just really struggled with that, and I found myself, you know, in in many ways to be dealing with certain degrees of of depression, right? And so as I'm coming out of the season, like I said, feeling some shame. But as he shared that message, it was a message of encouragement. It was a message of of, um, uh, redemption, of what God can do in the midst of our difficult seasons. And another thing he said, he said, we're often very quick and we're ready to respond and we want to use our gifts, right? We want God to use our gifts and our story. And he said, but what about when God wants to use our adversity and our pain? I like, wow, right? So I went from that uh, on that Wednesday and, and spent a lot of time just, Uh, contemplating what I had heard and and recognizing that that's something moving forward. My prayer, right? My prayer is, God, regardless of what comes, regardless of the seasons, Father, help me to stand strong. Lord, build my faith so it's not easily rattled when things are turned upside down in my life, where there's those sudden moments where things are stripped away. And then this past Sunday, as we all celebrated Easter, right? I mean, I was at home because I was ill. But as I watched our service uh, on Zoom, the pastor was talking and was sharing from John 12. So it's the the following chapter after the one uh, where I read the text. So again, if you wish to turn there, feel free to. And um, so Jesus, you know, he's drawing closer and closer to his crucifixion. And in verse 24... And this was the basis of the text that he was sharing from. It says, I tell you the truth in uh, John 12, 24, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. So as I was listening to our pastor speak from that uh, portion of scripture, you know, I just I felt like God was reviving something in me. See, I don't know what 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 you're like, right? But sometimes when you go through a long, difficult, arduous season, you can start to feel the impact of it. It's like I'm not I'm not like myself. I feel like I'm I'm not me. Have you ever had those moments where it's like this is not me? I I've seen the best. Right? I've seen those moments where I've, I've been confident in God's goodness, where I have stood you know, in faith. I've seen the very best, and this is not the best me. I don't know who this is. I don't know what this is. I don't know how I got here, Right? And so as he was sharing about this, it was like, God, I recognize that in a metaphoric way, there are seasons where we too, it's like this planting, right? It's like he, and he was using a mango seed. Uh, Mangoes were one of his favorite fruits. So he showed us a mango seed, a mango uh, seed pod, which I'd never seen before. It was kind of funky. And he was making the point that you can have seeds and they can remain in that same form for hundreds of years, right? I think even some of the pharaohs, they had provisions and seeds and they were still the same, but it's only as it's planted, as as only as a death comes, that there's new life that springs from that. And God started speaking to my heart and it's like, Jason, this season felt like a death to you. Not just the pandemic, some stuff that was happening before and even during the pandemic, it was like, I felt like some things had died, And yet, as I was listening last Sunday, I heard God speaking so clearly about the kind of, the the, uh, repercussions that are going to come, and that's the thing. This morning, if you came discouraged, if you're sitting here and you're going, I so resonated with what you shared, I feel like something in me has died, there was a dream I once had, and I feel like it's never going to come to pass. I feel like what God would speak to us, He would say, just like Jesus did as He came upon the scene, right? Lazarus was dead. Very literally, He was dead. But Jesus showed up and He calls to Him. He says, Come on out. I feel like this morning there are individuals who are here. That whether it was the, uh, the effects of the pandemic, whether it was a loss of someone recently, whether it's something in your past that it just, the enemy keeps bringing it to you and, and, and you feel shame and you feel guilt and you feel it hinders you from the things that God would want to do in your life. Jesus speaks to you today and says, come out. Because it's interesting then as we turn back to that text and there's something I want to uh, to under, uh, have us recognize and acknowledge here. So when we look at that, right, as Jesus calls him out, he doesn't say to Lazarus, hey, pull off those, pull off those uh, garments now, right? Pull off those rags. No, what does he do? He, says he charges the people around him to do so. See, the reality is, is that in ministry, that is one of the things that God likes to do. Right? He likes to tangibly have individuals in our life who are his hands and feet to us. Right? The body of Christ, you here as brothers and sisters, as my sister shared this morning, about the, the love that she received, the support she received, the visits, right? That's what it's all about. <laughs> And this morning, as Jesus calls to us, as he speaks over us, as he calls us out, the beautiful part of the story is that as all of us are together, we have an opportunity to participate in watching freedom be expressed in our lives. As God was speaking all of these things to my heart on, on Tuesday, early, early in the morning, as God was, was working in my heart in this regard, it was like, I've got to reach out. I've got to get one of my, my lovely, like I've got wonderful intercessors, right? If there's stuff going on, I reach out to them. and I'm like, can you pray? Can you pray for this event? I'm going to meet with a young person right now. Can you be praying? So I reached out to one of these individuals. And it was so cool, because as we were sharing, I I shared, um, you know, this Sunday and what I felt like God had placed on my heart, and this person had just been at a prayer meeting the day before, and and one of the people had prayed and said that this is a time of unraveling, like when Lazarus came out of the tomb. I'm like, dude, this is crazy, right? (laughs) I love when God does that. But I reached out to this friend, I said, can you pray for me? Because I realize and I acknowledge that because of the pandemic and some of these events in my life, man... I got grave clothes on. I'm tired of this, right? I want things to change. And so my, my friend prayed for me, right? And it's not like all of a sudden the skies ripped open and I felt, no, there was nothing like that. But I know that Jesus did something. I'm confident of that fact. And I believe with all of my heart that's similar to that seed pod that's placed in the ground. Out of it, out of that death, comes life. (laughs) And for all of us, right, as we step out, as we hear Jesus call to us today, in whatever way specifically the Holy Spirit speaking to our heart as he calls us out, we are going to enter into an unprecedented time of life. Even as a congregation, this was another thing that came to my heart as I was preparing, right? As you're in a season presently, Right? Where you have had an amazing pastor who visit, who's invested in your life. I know him well. He's a good man. Right? And things change. Anytime you have a change like that in a church, the way you do things, the way, right? Things, things are different. But again, right? Uh, you know, the, the scripture that comes to mind is Isaiah 43, 18. Forget the former things. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. God's wanting to do a new thing. And what seemed, you know, and again, God did amazing things. Like I'm not uh, uh, trivializing what you've experienced as a church, but he has even better things. He's got even greater things. And what seemed like a death to something is actually where there's going to be unprecedented life. So this morning, as I close, I just want to pray for you. I also want to say, again, I'm going to be wearing my mask because... uh, You know, out of fairness to other people, I I I mean I'm not testing positive anymore. But I if there is anybody that would want prayer this morning, I would be incredibly honored to do so. I keep my distance, wouldn't touch, right? (laughs) Right. But man, oh man, it's just so strongly on my heart. I feel like there's there's some people today who have come in, they came into this service today and they're like, God, I need you to do something. God, I'm sick and tired of the way things have gone. God, I'm not the person I used to be. I've I've, I've lost faith. I've lost hope. I've lost heart. Man, so strong. So, Heavenly Father, it is. thank you for this morning and for this opportunity, God, to, to proclaim your heart. God, you are so good. You are a good Father. And Lord, even if there are people here today who did not experience that with their biological or earthly father. I pray in Jesus' name that you would give them the ability to understand and to grasp, that you give them a fresh revelation of your heart, God, because you are good. Think of uh, uh, Luke 15, right, when the prodigal son who had just wasted everything, when he started coming back home, dad was running As soon as he saw him, a dot on the horizon, he ran towards him. God, I thank you that that's who you are. And so, Lord, I pray this morning, God, if there's people who are dealing with shame, God, if there's people who are dealing with disappointment, God, if there's people who are dealing with the effects of grief, Lord, we've all lost in various ways in the last number of years. It hasn't spared anyone. Lord, I pray, Lord, if there's anyone today, That says, man, that's me. (laughs) I want things to be different. I've had these grave clothes too long, man. I want to step out from them. Lord, I think of in Hebrews, it says, today when you hear my voice, don't harden your heart like they did in the desert. But that God, as we respond to you, and Lord, thank you that we are surrounded by brothers and sisters, our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. And so there's an opportunity for us to participate in pulling away the grave clothes. God, I I just speak life over this congregation. Lord, I speak life over my brothers and sisters. Lord, where there's been death, where there's been disappointment, where there's been pain, where there's heartache, God, I pray that you would minister, Father, in such a tangible way to bring comfort, healing, hope, restoration. Lord, I thank you that you are the God of all hope. Where hope has been lost, thank you, God, you are the God of all hope. I speak hope into hopeless situations. I thank you that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So, so oh, spirit of the living God, just fall afresh on us today. And Lord, I speak freedom, I speak healing, I speak restoration, wholeness in Jesus' mighty name. And God, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.